This is On Tap with Bill Clark. What is On Tap? I've had some of the best conversations over a pint of ale, a glass of Pilsner, or a bottle of brew. Conversations over a beer will include sports, family, work, hobbies, and the weather. But we won't stop there. We'll dive into what inspires us and what drives us as humans. I will invite some of my friends, coworkers, mentors, and community leaders to share some of their wisdom, advice, and of course, some of their favorite beverages. We pray our conversation blesses you and helps you find joy in this journey of life. Cheers. Welcome to On Tap with your host, Bill Clark. Welcome to On Tap. This is Bill Clark. This week I have another good friend named Mike. This is Mike Martins from West Des Moines, Iowa. And I'll let Mike introduce himself. Yeah, hey, I like that other Mike from last week. He's a good guy. Uh, he is. Uh, but yes, I'm Mike Martins, and uh, yeah, Bill, I, we, we go back quite a ways at Gloria Day, and um, we've known each other for quite a long time, but um, yeah, I grew up- Shelter with, insurance, in fact, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a short short stint for you, yeah. but uh, nonetheless, that was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, I grew up in- Des Moines originally and we moved over to West Des Moines and uh, went through the school district there and ended up at Valley High School and that's where I met um, my wife Anne. Uh, we're high school sweethearts so that was kind of a cool story that God brought together and um, she's we've been married for what 27 years now and I got married at Glory Day and and she's put up with me for yeah longer than 27 years because we uh, it's probably been more like 33 so <laughs> she's a saint bill uh, but well, yeah i was going to say this when i introduced you but i'll just say it now so i was thinking about this if you know there's always like these mount rushmores you know like who's your top four or whatever so okay. i was going to say my top rush my mount rushmore of nicest guys i've ever met nice is not probably a good word it's just like approachable how to demeanor wise you're going to be on my top four for mount rushmore of, of nicest guys so thank you yeah I, I appreciate that man so my wife's put up a lot more than your wife has i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> no so we're yeah it's it's been it's been a great uh, a great ride and we're actually we've gone, gone through a lot of transition here recently we sold our house and um downsizing and uh, Kyle's over at the University of Iowa and Jessica was at New York City until March but she's been back living with us but uh, yeah we're just kind of downsizing and living in a townhome right now in Waukee uh, cozy 1300 square feet so we're adjusting to uh, yeah being close yeah uh, but but no it's, it's been good we got uh, Ann and I have two awesome children I always like to say on loan from God they are they are gifts uh, he's given us, and um, they're both, as I said, Kyle's at the University of Iowa uh, right now, and he's studying to, to be a physician's assistant, 
and uh, got his, um, this summer he went through an EMT course, so he got that all completed. So he's got a heart to serve, and, uh, and he's also uh, in, involved in the salt ministry there. So, yeah, he's a C group leader, and he's really excited about that. And, uh, talks about maybe some future ministry aspirations. So, uh, yeah, pretty cool to see where God's leading him. And Jessica, she actually uh, will be leaving us again here on Saturday. She's heading down to Branson to Cook Institute. And she's going to get a little more deeper, intimate study of, of the word and, and uh, theological uh, studies properly of applying and handling God's word and defending cool. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm real excited for her. So it's kind of really cool to see how God's yeah, leading our family in, in that way. But, um, but yeah, I, I spent uh, the last 25 years at Shelter Insurance and left there about a year and a half ago. And it was just a really cool provision in my life. And I was thankful for it. It allowed me to do a lot of things that, you know, I probably wouldn't have gotten to do otherwise, but uh, I coach my kids in sports and a lot of flexibility that way. But, um, but yeah, it, it was a, a great provision, but uh, I just felt God nudging me probably the last five years uh, and saying, Hey, I think I got something else for you to do. And um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I kept telling God, He's got the wrong guy, um, but, uh, but, but yeah, thankful for his, uh, his patience. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that I, I took that first step outside of, uh, my agency and that that's kind of, it had to happen because otherwise Bill, it was just too comfortable, too easy. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I thought I just lived my days out there and, uh, retire and play it safe, you know, kind of thing. It was, yeah, it was easy comfortable well i admire you for doing it man that's i, I you could have retired very well in 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 the uh, the eyes of you know what our goals are in this country to achieve things and uh your agency was doing very well and yeah you could have played it safe and gone to church on sundays and you know but um sometimes god gets a hold of you and shakes you up a little bit keep shaking you and keep shaking you and won't let you alone until you respond so you can't you can't deny some of those things so oh, if you're doing that man so yeah yeah so there's a couple ways i can go from here but i i know you introduce yourselves and you didn't say a word about this but uh let me take you back let me take you back to a date september 28th 1991 matt rogers hits a wide receiver number 26 in the end zone for a touchdown Iowa goes up over Northern Illinois, 14 to nothing in the first quarter. That wide receiver was Mike Martins. That was you. Yeah. So I did, I, you know, there's a, there's a football card of you on eBay. Do you know that? <laughs> they're, they're not selling it. I know that they're, they're giving it away, right? Oh, there's, there's, it's open for bid. But uh, <laughs> I, I might, I might. <laughs> I took a screenshot of it, not for proprietary reasons, but I'll show it to you later. So I, yeah. I, haven't, seen, I haven't seen you with much hair. So, um, yeah. so you played football at Iowa for, for four. We were, we were there five years, but played four. I was rich. I was registered. So five seasons. Yeah. 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 So your career stats, according to Google, one reception, eight yards for a touchdown. Yeah. And so, to, I say only God. So, yeah. <laughs> You know what it kind of reminded me of when I read that was uh, in uh, Field of Dreams. You know, in Moonlight Graham, just want one of that. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I know you don't talk about it much. Um, you're kind of the antithesis of probably most guys that got to play college sports. They talk, you know, live the glory day, like, you know, uh, over and over again. But um, uh, you, you mean you played division one football and you don't, you don't talk about it much um, unless you're prompted to. And um, so I'm going to prompt you to talk about it just a little bit, but you know, what, what was some of your big takeaways? I mean, you, you got to play under uh, Bill Snyder, right? He was yeah. the, your coach at Iowa under Hayes Fry. Offensive coordinator, yeah. You, you got to, you know, in a Power Five conference. Um, what's, what's your biggest takeaway from, you know, playing football those five years? Um, and then, you know, today from that. Yeah, I, you know, just going back to Valley High School, I remember – we got beat in the playoffs by Urbandale and I remember sitting on the bus and a bunch of my teammates were heading back towards Valley and a lot of them were like kind of seniors. They were kind of excited about the fact that they were just done with football. And I'm like, man, this kind of stinks. I, I love the game. I love, you know, the time of year when it, everything smells like the grass and everything. It just smells like football in the air. I, I you know, the two a days I'm going to, miss that stuff uh, i love it so I, I wasn't exactly sure i had some offers from some small schools and uh, one of them was valparaiso in indiana and but um I, I knew i wanted to stay closer to my future wife uh than indiana so um i just decided that i talked to coach lee crawford he was my high school head coach and a great man a lot of uh just uh gratitude for him and, and how he coached and encouraged and um, he'd always tell me Bill he, he said Mike you weren't really the most talented but you worked harder than anybody else and that was always encouraging to hear that hey you know even though you don't don't maybe have it all together uh, as an athlete that you can still achieve great things just work hard in life um, but but yeah so he introduced me to he was friends actually with coach Bill Snyder and um, said hey send some game film down and I remember sitting with my parents uh, in the office of, of Bill Snyder and uh, Coach Snyder, after he had watched the game film and we talked for a while, he's like, well, Mike, I, I just want to tell you, you're going to be about 18 deep on the depth chart. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, that was in 1987 when you had some really, you know, good, good athletes, uh, receivers, but athletes in general there. And uh, so yeah, I said, that's okay, coach. I, I thank you. I just want an opportunity. So yeah, I walked on, uh, they, they invited me and uh, it took me a few years, but my last two years I earned a scholarship. And yeah, that, um, that one day, uh, you know, you prepare as a wide receiver. Uh, and I kind of knew my role. I was more of a second string wide receiver. When we got in, coach Fry never really, he wasn't going to run up the score. Uh, so I was, I was a good, uh, you know, run block receiver. And I was learning, learning that part of the game. But uh, caught a lot of passes in practice, but uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing until that day. And uh, Coach Fry, he told us uh, pregame, he's like, hey, guys, we're going to start rotating first quarter. We're not going to wait till third or second half or whatever. So uh, I was getting pretty excited at that point. But yeah, Dane and, Dane and Hughes had just uh, caught a big pass uh, that set us up on the eight-yard line. And uh, he was running off the field. And so I'm next guy in uh, behind Coach Fry. And, and Coach Fry, calls the play pro left 79 quick slant 
and you know, like my heart about jumped out of my you know chest, and and uh, I see Dana running off, and he heard the play, and I'm thinking, you know, he had every right; he could just turn around and run back in and go score. And I, I remember kind of pointing to Dana and like, hey, that's for me, right? And uh, and he, he gave me the get in there, and uh, so then I, I hustled in, gave gave the play to Matt Rogers, and just yeah, ask God to help me catch this football because uh, <laughs> that was my Rudy moment, and uh, like I said, God only. Um, was my only uh, catch the rest of my career. And, and uh, you know what, I was okay with that. Would have loved to catch more, but uh, I was thankful for that opportunity. Yeah, well, that's, that's cool. That's really cool. Thanks for sharing that. And um, yeah. Um, so that, that explains why if Bill Snyder told you you were 18 deep on the depth chart, that gives you a sense of uh, humility. But I kind I kind of have a sense that you that you you know that was ingrained in you with your parents and your family before you went to Iowa to play football, and I know it definitely has been since. So, oh yeah, absolutely. I was brainwashed at a young age, and but yeah, it was uh, it was a great day. Had my parents, uh, a lot of my family was there. Anne, she never missed a game. She was there in the rain, snow. Uh, yeah, that was a special moment for us all that day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you drove my cyclones that year pretty bad. <laughs> you guys ended up uh, six and one, 10, one and one, seven, one in the big 10. You tied BYU in the holiday bowl. Yeah, I know. What's up with that? I know. Another good reason for not having ties anymore. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. So, so the second thing I'm going to ask you is um, uh, we always have a beverage, you know, so uh I'll let you go first and you can share what, what you're drinking. <laughs> All right. So I'm not sure your listeners are ready for this bill. Um, and actually, let me start out by saying I'm, I'm more of a rum and Coke kind of guy. Ah, um, well. But, but uh, anyway, I, and, and I love how you guys talk about beer, you're connoisseurs of it and you know it, and I just don't, I'm sorry, but, uh, but I, yeah, I pulled this out of the, the fridge. It's a, it's a keystone light. Uh, Coors Brewing Company, right? And uh, it actually, it's what, that's a, uh, Boulder, Colorado. And oh. yep, and I think that's like an hour and a half from Leadville. So that has to carry some weight because that's like God's country, you know? It, it, it definitely is God's country. I missed it immensely this year. Don't, not going I know. to Colorado and hang out with the guys, but next year we're oh. going to do it upright. So I, yeah. I'm not going to shame you for a keystone because. <laughs> uh, Back in the day when I ran a beer route, I, I sold Keystone. I sold a lot of it, and I've consumed a few of those. So nothing wrong with the Keystone. Uh, I, on the other hand, <laughs> am not <laughs> drinking a Keystone. <laughs> I picked up uh, Four Hands down at uh, St. Louis when I was down there. You can't get it in Des Moines. Um, after I had taken my Greek final, we had a little celebration that night, and they had a four-pack, or uh, it was a 12-pack of three different kinds of IPAs, and I have incarnation it is an india pale ale mm. and the can kind of looks like um if you can see it but do you remember the church lady before the church lady came yeah yeah yeah, yeah like, <laughs> kind of like the stained glass window so it does yeah i haven't opened it yet but i'm gonna open it and let it breathe a little bit <laughs> i tell you sunday i i um got to go do a tree planting up in larchwood iowa and the farm that we did it on uh they grew hops which is gives ipas their flavor so the whole time i'm on this farm they're harvesting hops and 
it smelled like beer. It was so cool. And I got the process how they cut the vine, they grow them, cut the vines down, put them in this machine. We make machines that do anything, but it takes the, the actual hops off the vine, puts mm -hmm. it in, the, puts it, in the, it, it was really cool to see all that. So I, I, I didn't know they grew hops in Iowa. But it's cool. As we drove around in that area, it must be a good area for growing hops. But yeah, awesome. organic hops. So, no, I, I do appreciate a good beer. And I know, uh, you know, I'm just drinking what I'm drinking tonight. But yeah, I enjoy listening to you guys talk about your beers. That's for sure. I'm not going to shame you. I got bush light. <laughs> in my, I got bush light in my fridge. <laughs> yeah. Well, moving on. Um, you know, you and I got something in common with um, with men's ministry, and um, yeah. and I hate to even call it men's ministry. I, I I'm just calling it, you know, the men that God called us to be. Um, you know, part of this podcast is just records, you know, capture some of these conversations that I've been able to have with guys over the years. You know, it's beyond sports and family and work. Um, and I know you're in the process of building relationships and doing that at, at Gloria Day. So. You know, you know, expand on, you know, maybe how, you, what, what interests you, you know, what piqued your interest in that, um, where do you see yourself at kind of, you know, now with that and, you know, what, what is your hopes for, for, you know, not being comfortable, as you said earlier, not doing the yeah. insurance thing full time anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I was thankful I didn't play it safe. Uh, as I was saying, I, uh, um, you know, I, I think that's kind of the easy thing. Uh, for men is, that's just easier. Let's just play it safe. And, um, but I, I do believe though that God is calling all of us men to do something. Um, and for whatever reason, we just don't want to do it. And, you know, if, if we don't want to do it, why, you know, why don't we want to, why don't we as men want to do that something that God is calling us to do? And for, for me, it was fear. Uh, it was, uh, Fear of not being enough, fear of failure, fear of public speaking um, was definitely a, a real fear of mine. Uh, still is, but God's helping me with that. But, but yeah, that was that was kind of one of those things that uh, for a long time at shelter while I was still there, that was always in the back of my head, kind of hold me back, hold me down. Um, but you know, once once I told God my fears, um, I, I, I'm, I always say I sensed He laughed at me in a loving way and said, you know, Mike, you're definitely not enough. Um, but that's okay. I am, you know, I'm more right. I've got you. And uh at that point he's just he's asking us all to just be available. We don't have to be put together a mm -hmm. finished product. We're all we're all just going through this life together. We're work in progress. But uh um yeah, there there is a goal and and, and that goal right now is you know it's it's not to, it's just to be me. I can't be uh, Dan Petrock or Bill Clark or, or anybody else um, for that matter. I just have to be me that God's given me a, you know, certain skills and abilities and uh, that, that he wants me to use. Even if I think that they might be imperfections or weaknesses, they're, they're very usable to God. And mm -hmm. I'm finding that out uh, uh, that, Hey, yeah, just, just be available. So uh, I think part of that is just me learning to be, you know, more vulnerable and, and to model that to other men like hey wow look at mike he, he's not all put together i you know I, i'm approachable I used that word earlier that's what i want want guys to see me as approachable and 
Um, and then I want us to, you know, just as we always say, circle up as men of God and be excited about our faith and, and doing things together in community. Because I, I know a lot of guys that, and, and I was one of those guys, Bill. I, 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 you know, I don't know that I did ever did anything when you were heading up men's ministry at, at Glory Day. And um, yeah, maybe it was fear. Maybe it was just I was too busy. But, but I was in isolation. I was, right. <laughs> I wasn't, God, God wasn't stretching me and growing me um, because I, I just wasn't, yeah, I, I decided, hey, I can do this thing on my own. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't until I, I appreciate the, the phone call from Dan uh, Petrock and, and uh, you know, we had, we have that discipleship group mm-hmm. meeting up in Grimes at his house and great group of men and yourself. And um, yeah, I, at that moment I said, okay, I'm going to do this. And, and that, is that scary and terrifying and uncomfortable? It was for me. I was like, Phew, I don't know, no, don't know what I'm getting myself into, but I'm saying, yes, I'm available. And I'm so thankful because I, I met some great guys, um, all, all of you guys up there and um, you and you and Dan have been just yeah, big encouragers up for me. Uh, and I appreciate that, but yeah, no, I'm excited about men's ministry and just uh, getting guys together for one. Um, it, you know, it's not all about events, but that's a, a part of it. Mm-hmm. We get, get together uh, do stuff and, and really get to know each other. Because um, yep. again, that isolation thing, it, it didn't work out for me and it doesn't work out for other men either. It's uh, we're meant to be in community. And I just always say it, men need relationships with other men. Don't let's not do life alone. It's, it just doesn't work. So, um, but yeah, we get, we get to uh, this uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to go trap shooting uh, out, of, out of the farm here at David Gieselman's farm in West Des Moines. And, Go blow up some stuff, be guys, and, <laughs> and and then you know grill grill some brats and burgers afterward, and 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 get into the word a little. We'll have a little devotion, and uh, yeah, just get to know other guys. So hopefully, at, at some point in time, when we're full force getting back into church mode again in person, uh, hey, these guys already know each other, and now now they're connecting, and maybe wanting to meet at the coffee shop or or have a beer and and study God's word together somewhere, you know. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited about the opportunities here. Won't be easy. It's a part-time position right now that I'm that I'm serving in. And my other, I didn't mention this earlier, but I'm a CDL driver uh, for Lounsbury Landscaping, and thankful for that job. But that's been more of like a 30 to 40 hour position, and men's ministry is about you know, 15 to 20 is what uh, my contract's for. And and so it's a little more work than I was doing at Shelter, <laughs> hours wise, but uh, I'm thankful for it. I get to drive like a dump truck uh, during the day and uh, deliver like 18 tons of whatever, dirt, sand, uh, whatever. But um, I, I hear you're driving too, by the way. Hi, fellow CDLer. Yeah, Class B. Just got it. Okay. Uh, in, in July, I drove semi for, as I said, I delivered beer for many years, way long time ago. <clears throat> in fact, it was my first job after high school and thought, you know, I drive a beer truck. What else? I mean, this is it, man. Who needs to go to college? <laughs> who, who needs anything else? I drive a truckload of beer and deliver it. And people give me beer to drink when I deliver their beer. I need nothing else. Well, that lasted about three years, you know. Yeah. Because, you know, as things change, you know, I got to serve in ministry and, and that kind of stuff. You know, I, you know, I, I don't, you know me, I don't, I don't like to sit around and, and, you know, kind of lick my wounds or whatever, which I could, you know, could do and feel sorry for myself it's like you know i get out and do something and 
you know, I thought, what can I do? It's part time, not working on weekends. You know, I, I don't really want to work in retail. I've, I've been there, done that. So eh. one day I was like, oh, school bus. They're always looking for school bus drivers. I can drive a school bus. So applied, got hired, passed my CDL. And so, yeah, I'm on my second week of driving. And, I mean, aside from the brutally hot weather last week, it's, you know, that was just in the afternoons last week. It's, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, the time flies by and, you know, so I just, it's a, just another way to be a witness, you know, you know, yeah, absolutely. Kids, you're greeting kids, they get on the bus and, you know, talking to them, learn their names and, you know, put a little Christian, put a little, put a little Christian radio on the bus. So, Amen. yeah, I, I just like, you know, it's just a normal way to do it. We don't, I mean, we got to think differently because, yeah. you know, people aren't coming back to church, you know, as fast as we thought they would. and. Yeah. Like I said, we got to get out there and get out there and be witnesses any way we can. So I thought it'd be a good way. It doesn't pay too bad. Something I like yeah. to do. So yeah. go for it. So exactly. Exactly. I, I haven't forgot to pick up any kids. I haven't missed any stops yet. <laughs> um, you know, haven't put any scratches on the bus. So that is yeah. a big, that is a big old piece of hunk of metal, man. Yeah, I'm just gonna tell you that thing is huge. <laughs> Swinging around the corner, so the, yeah, the the uh, the dump truck I drive one's a Kenworth and the other one's an actual Mac. Uh, but uh, I remember testing out the the air horn at one point just because I wanted to. You know, it was just fun when you sit up that high and I felt like a trucker. You know, and actually somebody uh, was pulling into my lane down on 235, so I actually had to pull on the, the air horn and it, it got their attention. It was. Right. It was kind of, Probably about so soiled themselves. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Well, I kind of wanted to think of a fun question. And um, so you're going to be the first one that's going to do this. And I'll, I'll go first. Um, so I've always kind of kept track of this in my head. Like three people I wanted to, originally it was three people I wanted to have dinner with. But I'm changing it for on tap. So it's going to be three people I want to have a beer with, maybe two. So the first two pe the first two people, and the rule is they have to be alive because people always say, I'd like to have my grandpa who's dead or Jesus, or, I mean, we get to, we're going to get to talk to Jesus and learn everything yeah. about him when we, when we, you know, when we die um, or, or parent or, you know, or something like that. So they have to be alive. So the ground rule is they have to be alive. Okay. So I'll go first. Okay. So my first two guys, the first two people are, are set. My third is kind of, mm, I, I think about changing. My first two are this. My first one is Bono from YouTube, lead singer. Okay. Uh, I chose wow. Bono because I watch a lot of YouTube videos. Um, I love music. I love lyrics. I think music speaks to you in a way when words can't. When you, when you put words to a melody, there's, there's just something that just, that, that just when I hear a song, it's just like, you know, it just grabs your attention. So I've watched a lot of YouTube videos and, um, he intertwines a lot of Christianity into U2's music over the years. Um, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, his politics and this and that. I'm like, that's, you know, I, I get to learn about the guy. Uh, I'm, I just really admire him. The second guy looks a lot like you, which I say you're his doppelganger, is Dwayne, <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Dwayne's a, Dwayne's a self-made guy, right? And when I work out, I feel like Dwayne Johnson. I don't look like Dwayne Johnson, but I feel like Dwayne Johnson. So, but I just like the way, you know, he's about hard work, um, pulling yourself up by bootstraps. Um, he's constantly go, go, go. And I, I mean, he's all about achievements, which is not 
everything we want. But when I put him at the same table with Bono, I think that's just going to make a really, comp- a really cool conversation, right? Having a beer. So my third currently is Will Ferrell because we need some, <laughs> we need some comedy. You know, I've thought about changing that out to Francis Chan, but yeah, yeah. Which I mean, but but right now I'd go Will Ferrell. But <laughs> every time I see a skit, I mean, the guy makes people laugh, and he doesn't laugh himself. <laughs> I just think I just think there's so many layers to him. Like, you you really, I mean, what's he really like? You know, because he can put on this whole persona, and you know, he even did like a thing on George W. Bush, like a Broadway play where he played did like a one man whole play and he can stay in character and so so that's my three so i'm going to ask you i i I prepped you i gave you a question so (laughs) who's your three guys you'd like to have dinner or beer or both with it doesn't have to be guys it could be people i'm sorry yeah yeah that's awesome i'll have to hopefully kyle will listen to this because uh when you mentioned the rock there's there's been a few other people that have mentioned that to me before and and kyle it it almost uh i wouldn't say it upsets me he's like dad there's no way I don't, I don't see where they're getting the rock and you like in the same picture here, maybe the bald head, I guess, but have you seen pictures of him, dad? And I'm like, yeah, I know he's, he's a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah. He's six, four, um, dear. So I was six, one, one ninety, uh, six, one stretch. Yeah. 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 I know it. <laughs> so, uh, I ended up playing 200. So that was my, my, my final senior year. So I gained a little muscle there and yeah. So yeah, I, you know, my, my three guys, and I was thinking, you know, could it be, People like, like you just said, Francis Chan or at Chandler, I don't know. But I started thinking about kind of what some of my passions are, and that's uh, fishing. And so I knocked all three out in kind of one setting, and, and it would be Hank Parker, Al Linder, and Jimmy Houston, um, all together at once, not individually either. Does that count, Bill? Is that sure. rules to this? Okay, sure. Um, this is the first time, so you're, you're setting the rules. <laughs> what main reason is, is because obviously they, they know a lot about fishing and, and I've, and I'm getting into kayak fishing here in the last two, three years now and love doing it. The last uh, two trips out, uh, one last weekend to Big Creek, I'm just coming up empty. So I, I need some of their knowledge of, uh, of fishing and I, I would love to sit down with three of them, have a beer and um, but if you watch any of them, you can pull up YouTubes of them. Uh, they're just men that are full of love for Christ. Um, and, and they witness that just kind of like you're saying on the bus, you know, no matter what, wherever we are <laughs> in word or deed, right. We're just gonna, mm-hmm. we're going to give glory to God and, uh, no matter what we're doing. So I think it'd be a, a fun setting. Uh, not only can I, I learn how to fish a little more, but uh, just sit down with some real godly men and, and uh, enjoy a good beer. Yeah. Cool. Well, I only, I've only heard of the third one, so I'll look up the other two guys and yeah. Um, I would, I enjoy catching fish and, and I'm ashamed to say I haven't been fishing since Sydney was six months old and she's okay. going, she's going to be 20 wow. in December. So wow. that's the last time I held a rod in my hand. So yes. I enjoy catching fish and I enjoy eating fish. Yep. Um, same here. I like yeah. it. All. Yeah. We're going to we're gonna have to do a fishing trip to Minnesota, Boundary Waters or something sometime. That'd be fun. We talked about that a little uh, last year. Yeah, well, the whole COVID thing and yeah. uh, all that stuff. But, yeah. you know, because I just think there's some guys that are like mountain altitude. No, no thanks. Right. I'd rather stay in a cab. I mean, 
stay in a cabin, go out and go fishing. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's another great way to spend some quality, um, vulnerable time with guys, you know, and just mm. be in God's beauty. I mean, there's, there's nothing better than sitting on a lake at sunset or sunrise, mm. you know, and uh, um, just sitting, you know, having a cup of coffee or just letting your thoughts go through your head. So, uh, oh man, yeah, let's make that a reality. That's uh, all right. I'll add to my calendar for next year. I've already too many things I've got going. So, so, so the last question I'll ask you, and I ask this for everybody for the last question. So, you know, a lot of people chase, like you said, at shelter, you were kind of, you know, what what we're told to do in this life is, you know, what gives you joy is, you know, good job and family and, um, you know, the American dream, right? That's that's going to give you joy. But truly, at the end of the day, what do you think gives you joy in life, and what kind of what what would you be sharing with other people? Um, what you know, what what gives you joy in this life, this this side of heaven? Yeah, I, uh, you know, there's that that happiness and joy that we talk about, and happiness can sometimes be based on our circumstances in life, right? Um, and then there's that joy that that never ends, uh, even in the midst of, of trials and, and whatever. So, uh, I think of joy that way. Um, definitely it, I think it can be somewhat seasonal, like, you know, this particular season of life we're in where Ann and I are kind of empty nesters basically right now. And the kids are kind of going out and starting to do their own things. And I'm, I'm getting joy and seeing what, where God's leading them and where he's calling them, uh, sending them. Um, uh, right now and how excited they are about, about their faith and wanting to live that faith. So I, I get a lot of joy in that, but um, definitely time together with my family. Um, I, a real passion, as I, I just mentioned about the three people I'd have a beer with, uh, is the outdoors, uh, just nature, God's creation. That's uh, why Peak Challenge is so cool. Uh, mm-hmm. you're, unless you've ever been to that elevation, you, you can almost reach out and touch the stars at night. It's just so beautiful. and. Um, yeah, to to uh, just be thankful, grateful uh, to to God for for His creation, and and that's what a lot of our uh, men's stuff that we're doing at church. It's doing a lot of stuff outside. Uh, you know, we've done um, we had a barbecue smoke off competition, and um, we're, we did did some kayaking, canoeing on Big Creek Lake, and just different things. I just love getting out, and and uh, it's it's a form of worship or nature and. And I'm uh, just thankful every time. I, I think it's it's almost a, a time for me just to reset because I don't get to do it quite as much as I'd like to. Uh, I've only been out on my kayak fishing this year probably three times, but um, every time I, I come away with just just a sense of calm and peace. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I'd, I'd say that's uh, being outdoors. Uh, and then just combining that with being with my family at the same time too. We, we like to kayak and, and canoe, so we'll go out together and and sometimes we'll read a book uh, while she's kayaking and I'll, I'll fish. And yeah, so I'd say that that's uh, what gives me a lot of joy in, in, uh, in life right now. So thanks for sharing, Mike. Well, is I would, I, I would, you know, I joke around with this a little bit, but I, I, um, I tell people you're one of my favorite Hawkeyes and, <laughs> and, and, and you still are. So, um, you know, I, I, I used to, be one of those you know rabid crazy fans if my team didn't 
which you think about an Iowa State fan. If your team doesn't win, you're going to have a bad week. I mean, how many bad weeks did I have for crying out loud? <laughs> you know? And yeah. those weren't good years. I mean, people don't realize that, you know, right now is a pretty good time to be an Iowa State fan. I've been yeah. an Iowa State fan when it's been some really, <laughs> really <laughs> bad years. I remember watching Hayden Fry laughing on the sidelines in Ames as, he's, <laughs> as they're just scoring at will. So, Yeah, they're uh... – you know, there were some times where we we had some pretty good games back in the day. But even when you and I had conversations at church, you know, uh, it was always fun. I mean, I, I think, you know, you might have gotten under my skin a time or two, though. I'm sure of it, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're like, a, we're like a little brother that just won't go away, right? <laughs> just, won't go, just won't go away. Because, uh, you know, Iowa I never lost to Seneca that year. And, you know, there's some other, yeah, a couple other things. but. That's good. It's good to see both teams, you know, doing well. And, you know, I always had some bad press for recently, but I think they're being led by two pretty good guys that are doing things the right way. They're yeah. trying to, I mean, people yeah. think that's an easy job. I, I, I wouldn't want trying to, trying to mold and lead and develop 18 to 22 year old men, 120 to 150 of them at a time. That's, 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 that's a special person to be able to do that, you know. It, it's a, it's a, a thankless job when you combine it uh, to be under the microscope of you know how many people in the state that are watching and and uh, they're always they always have their opinions, you know. So it's a thankless job. Yeah, the armchair quarterback always wins, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it. I know it. Well, thanks for being on, Mike. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, and uh, I value our friendship and. Um, by all the time we got to spend together and in the future, I'm looking forward to getting back out to Colorado and um, maybe getting a fishing pole in my hand uh, again and continuing this conversation. I know we won't be able to record it, but continue some of those conversations. So I thank look you very forward much. To that, Bill. Yeah. I look forward to that. Thank you so much for having me today. Have a great one, Mike. Take care. All right, brother. God bless you, man. This has been On Tap with Bill Clark. I'd like to thank our very special guest, Mike Martins from West Des Moines. Now, I wasn't joking when I said Mike is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. So if you've met him, you'll agree with me. If you haven't, you'll hear by our conversation this evening that Mike is very approachable and he's a great listener. We pray that our conversation this evening helps give you some joy in this journey of life. Cheers. Cheers.